Finally, at the group we've all been waiting for, that is Group D, uh, composed of England, Haiti, Denmark, and China. But first things first, I am well. I am also joined by Adam. How are you, Adam? Uh, fine. I'm tired. Um, uh, it's been a long week. Uh, first week back um, from to work, but the thought of talking about England. Um, at long last, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you were able to hold off talking about England until I got back from my holidays. Very much appreciated. So um, yeah, can't wait to get stuck in. Yeah, I think you've just got lucky with how the cal- calendar fell and the other things that have been going on that we we're all fully aware of. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, you just you got lucky. You got Very you lucky. did get lucky. Also yeah. joining me tonight is also one of my favourites from up north, and that is Matt. Matt, how are you? Have you got other favourites up north? I thought I was the only one. Uh, <laughs> Good. Thank you. I've got Rose. one. I've got one yeah. more. So, no, I've got two. Sorry. Up, <laughs> got, I've got one, one in Manchester and I've also got one in Newcastle. So, okay. north. Anything yeah. anything north of Milton Keynes is just north to me. Mm. Yeah. I'm not surprised Milton Keynes has a north. Typical London. <laughs> but anyway, how are you, Matt? Yeah, I'm good. I'm looking forward to this group. This uh, is one of the most interesting groups because you've got a toss up between who's going to get that first place and who's going to get that second place. And it's a very, very competitive Mm. group for different reasons. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, do you know, we refer to um, Group B as Group of Death, but I think this is the closest one to it. For me personally, when I look at the rest of that list, because um, they can go, ugh, I don't want to exclude a certain team, but it's not going to do very well. <laughs> but we'll get to them later. So, but so in the last break, we had the final this month, the win over Brazil. Uh, obviously, me and Matt went down to Wembley. I had like the best seats. I was two rows from the front, which was brilliant, right behind the uh, where the trophy stand was. Um, Absolute brilliant views. It was great to see see Rafaeli and Liam Williamson. It was just a great game. Um, but obviously we beat them on penalties. Um, it had to be Chloe Kelly to finish to finish <laughs> it all. Um, then we followed, it was followed by the, our first defeat in thirty games um, to Australia in at Brentford Community Stadium. It was like sort of downhill from there as Arsenal fans for us. Uh, Liam Williamson obviously tore her ACL up in Lee Sports Village. So the European squad is going to look a little bit diff- different um, from what we saw uh, back at Wembley. I shouldn't say European squad, I should say European champions. Yeah. <laughs> My brain is not functioning tonight. Um, but I'm just going to quick do a quick run through the squad. And Serena has picked her final 23. Yeah. So goalkeepers, we've got Mary Arts from Man United. Hannah Hampton from Aston Villa, but she will be moving over to Chelsea, so rumour says. Um, Ellie Roebuck is from Man City. I've got Skipper Millie Bright from Chelsea. Lucy Bronze from Barcelona. Uh, Jess Carter from Chelsea. Esme Morgan from Man City. Neem Charles from Chelsea. 
Alex Greenworks from Man City, and then our very own lots of other Moy from Moy from the Arsenal. Mm. In the midfield, we've got Laura Coombs from Man City, Jordan Nobbs from Aston Villa, Jordan Stanway from Bayern Munich, Ella Toon from Man United, Kirill Walsh from Barcelona, and Katie Zalem from Man United. Up top, we've got Rachel Daly from Aston Villa, where she should be, by the way. <laughs> uh, Beth England from Chelsea, Lauren Hemp from Man City, Lauren James from Chelsea, Chloe Kelly from Man City, and her debut tournament, uh, well, debut World Cup is Katie Robinson, all the way from Cornwall. He's also also plays for Brighton, and of course we've got Alessia Russo, who officially does not have a club anymore. She's on a tag. Um, yeah, no, exactly. So Beth England was still playing for Chelsea. Oops, I meant to <laughs> I didn't mean Oops. to spoil it, but to be Oops. honest, I think she she's mentally still at Chelsea anyway. Yeah, the thing is, you know what it is? Because she so frequently scores us against us so domestically, mm. it's automatic blue shirt pilot sort of thing. I mean, not bad. You... I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, okay? You're lucky, Lottie, that you missed <laughs> out on the 2020 Continental Cup final. That when when she when Beth England scored a brace. No, I don't need to know no more. Shh. Yeah, <laughs> it was, all, it was no very more. painful. But anyway, back to the international football. Serena Wigman has been in charge since 2020, yeah. and she obviously transformed the squad into dominant competitors in all competitions, bringing home a European Championship last summer, two Arnold Clark Cups, along with the final Lisbon Trophy. Boys, has Serena Wigman picked the strongest squad possible? She's picked probably the strong. She's picked the strongest possible available. Is probably the most diplomatic way I can possibly put it, um, for obvious uh, reasons. Keep your Arsenal hats off, please. No, it's nothing. It's nothing to do with Arsenal because you know I'm. I'm purely looking at who who was who was on that podium. Um, we we're all there at Wembley. Who's on the podium that isn't there now? We think Ellen White retired. Jill Scott retired. Beth Mead, ACL, player of the tournament, top scorer, ACL, gone. Leah Williamson, captain, ACL, gone. So and Frank is, Kirby. And Frank Kirby. Frank Kirby's not going to make it either. And, you know, I I know I'm a biased, but I've always fought a tournament. She blows a bit hot and cold. I thought she had a really good Euros. Fair play to her. Some really good games in there. She's not there. There's a lot of, um, I'd say, new, a lot of the bench benches have become the starters in this World Cup. Um, the likes of Toon, the likes of um, Russo. I think what is fascinating for me is going to be the the new the new faces, the the likes of the Lauren James. Um, this is her first World Cup, first major tournament with England, first World Cup. Lots of hype around her. Um, I'm great glad to see Jordan Nobbs finally, hopefully, getting a chance to showcase what she has threatened to do her entire time at Arsenal. He just is this amazing midfielder who by freaks and, and freak injury timings has missed out on so many tournaments. It's, it's, it's almost criminal. Um, I, I could easily think of better players we could have. We just don't have them available. So it'll be up to Serena to sort of get, to utilise what she has available to her um, to the best of ability. And I fully expect to do so because, you know, that's that's why she's done so well she has. And, you know, we won the Euros on under our watch. I expect her to go, us to go deep in the tournament again with this. There's plenty of talent there. The only thing that will hold it back is inexperience. Um, but, you know, what better place to to get your experience? I don't think it's an England squad if you don't have a few reservations about some of the players. Uh, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah, there's always gonna be a few. I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna mention one of them, but Ke- here we go. I've been mentioning Casey Robinson quite a lot, and her stats have not mm. been favourable. And that's some of the data that I kind of rely on is stats because it backs up your what you're trying to say. And that's why we call you Stat Matt. She's she's the youngest player, isn't she? She yeah, is she, a nineteen. Is she like the Thea? Is she the Thea Walcott signing? You know, we'll, we'll bring her along, but yeah, but we, she won't actually get a game, sort of thing. Or do you think she will? You never know. I think she'll get a couple of minutes. I mean, she got on on the finalisma, so mm. we'll see. This is the thing as well. It was when you saw her at the finalisma, she looked lost, and I don't know whether it was the tactical or whether she wasn't well disciplined or her lack of international minutes. Um, and it just completely threw her and it kind of threw off the rhythm as Brazil went on and scored that equaliser. And there are other players as well. I don't I don't understand. At one point, Jess Carter was playing, I believe she was. She went from playing left back to centre back at one point as well. That, um, there's other players as well that I don't like. I've mentioned so many times. One of them plays for Man United and <laughs> I, I gave her the chance. I'm not going to... Try and name her, but <laughs> generally, if you're given the ball, if you're a midfielder, I do apologize to the, to the take listener. your Man United bias hat off, man. <laughs> the whole point of a midfielder is to not lose the ball. If you're playing, play, if you're trying to do a Kim Little and failing it, failing to do it three out of four times, just give up and just pass it. But there's yeah. no one like Dr. Kim Little MBE. Let's just get that straight, please. There are no other Kim Littles. What I was criminal th- was that they tried to do it. They someone made that fake rumor off of Kim Little and Katie Zellum being swapped over. Oh, oh yeah, that, 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 that was that just was a nonsense. That was a, yeah, that was a trauma. Oh, what it's, to put your mind at ease, Matt? I don't think she's starting. She's a she's a bench player because the player who's going to be starting in that position is Kira Walsh. I mean, that's we should make we should make that absolutely clear. You know, like she has, that spot is cemented as 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 the uh, England's midfield's Perlios, Perlios, yeah. as I call her. Yeah, no doubt about it. She is our Perlo. Um, no, th- I, she's not. She's not a starter. She's a substitute option that we would probably bring on if the game is won and we want to protect Walsh for another game. Yeah, we bring Katie is... Zellum on. And yeah, no, she's also she could also be that Ella Toon replacement because Ella Toon didn't start last year yeah. at all. She came off the bench, so she could Ella Toon could be starting and, and take Ella, Ella Toon off. I don't think Katie Zellum really thrives in the attacking midfield. I think she's mm-hmm. more of she try uh, uh, the six or the eight. That's where she tries to play a little bit deeper, so she can almost try and win that ball back, and then give it back to the opposition. Try and win it back. Well, okay. If you, if you take take your opposition, yeah, let's take Chris. Chris the side back, which are, which are verging on sort of you know petty here. Um, what I would say is on on her strengths is if we have a corner in the ninety sixth minute and we want to get it on the money, there's only one player in that team I want taking that set piece. Okay, and that's Katie Zellum. Well, we, if we're going to be balanced here. Yeah, just to say there are things you can do. And want, as as Arsenal fans, as we suffered, have, have suffered last season and seasons before, she can take really good set pieces. And, yeah. you know, that's and that we, that's why she's the James Ward. That, that, that is one thing she does bring to us. I will give her that. Yeah, absolutely. She does have an eye for a pass, though. Uh, yeah. She set up the she set up the uh, the opener for Toon at the Emirates. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she set up the... She did all three. She did all three. Yes, so... Yeah, so I'll give her that, but it's a lethal weapon. But if you don't use it or don't have the opportunity to use it, it might then it's kind of a question of 
who's filling that role? Who's filling in that other midfield role? Is Jordan Nobbs going to start? Is um, I think I think it'd be Stan Wayne Walsh. It'll be like the Euros. You'll have Stan Wayne Walsh Stan in Wayne's the double back up, back up. So if any of the other midfielders get injured, Stan. Uh, Stanway. Sorry, not Stanway. I'm saying, I thought you said Stanforth. I apologise. No, 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 not Stanforth. No, 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 no. I was going to say that something's badly gone wrong if, if uh, she's on the, on the backup list. No, for me, it'd be a, it'd be a two of Walsh and Stanway like it was at the Euros. Yeah. I thought that they they played together before. Obviously, they're not going to separate ways, but I thought that they worked really well in the Euros. Um, so yeah. I think that'll be your. That'll Serena be your will two. stick to what she knows and what she knows that works. Um, Serena will. For the love of God, please do not put Esme Morgan at centre back. She plays at <laughs> right back. Leave her there alone. I think that's a, what you've stumbled upon is actually a really good point. Is who is Millie Bright's partner at the back? Oh, just, we'll come just... to that in a little bit. Come to okay, that in a okay, bit, gotcha. In a bit. Just hold your horses, boys. No, that's fine. Um, right. So it's England. England's sixth World Cup. Obviously, our most successful run was in 2015. We ended up being third, placing third. Mm. Over in France in 2019, we ended up fourth after losing to the USA in the semi finals. Yeah. And then. Sweden, Sweden beat us to third place in the playoffs. Um, we've qualified by scoring basically 50 goals, not letting any a single one in over the uh, group. Uh, the, the groups um, even had, I think, the toughest one we played, toughest players that we team we played faced in was Austria. Well, they've got their their established Bundesliga from Bundesliga forwards. Um, Obviously, the interruption of the Unclock Cup and the European Championships did delay everything to confirm qualify, but it was never in doubt. Um, I think with England, we've got that winning know-how. Um, yeah. Games or trophies, we don't have to get it job done. Would you say rolling over Norway last summer, but facing Brazil, mm. beating them on penalties... Mm. In the final moments of that game was a vital experience for tournament football. I, I'd say so. I just wanted to give you a tap on what you were saying earlier about the fact that we we, we qualified so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously, as you said before, Lottie, you 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 you've, you've come to the world of women's football. Um, I say rather late compared to me and Matt. Like the the fans nowadays have no idea how lucky you are. There were times we didn't actually qualify for tournaments. Like the turn like over like from like two thousands, two thousand early two thousands of times we were like, oh we lost to France and we did, we were like scraping in. We've come so far where it's like, oh it's a doddle now. We just win ten nil <laughs> every game and, and and we're in the tournament. Hooray. You know, there were times we didn't even get out the group. There were times where we used to get knocked out like Spain do in the knockout round, just didn't win a game. Just we've come so far. Mm. I just want to throw that in. So the fans nowadays, you know they need to appreciate just how how much better we are now um i do appreciate it i know i know but it's just there is an element of like crikey now, the way i feel like you're ganging off on me here no it's just the way you, the way you say about like oh we, we've got through and won every game i'm thinking i know it's it's so good it's so, no, it's, good, it's so good i'm just enjoying the moment i've never i've never not said like we i mean this is only our sixth tournament yeah do you know what yeah I mean? And it's for massive. some people, yeah. they've been in every single one since 1991. Yeah. We haven't. Exactly. We, we we last missed out on tournament. I think it was 2003, and that was a that was the World Cup. I mean, that's the last World Cup we missed out on, and then we qualified ever since. In terms of experience, 100%. The the, the penalty. We, we I've never seen. I know. Try to lie. I've seen us do one penalty shootout before, and that was at the World Cup, and that was against France, and we lost it. Um, and that was a very, again, another game to watch back on, to watch the old England 
very traumatic way to go out was actually Faye White, Arsenal legend, who missed a crucial penalty um, against the French, winning a penalty, winning our first ever penalty in that manner against Brazil, um, having had the late equaliser and not being able to hold on. Mentally, massive. It's a box ticked, 100%. I think the bigger result, though, is losing at home to Australia. I think that's the big, that is the, probably the, one of the best, it, in my opinion, is one of the best results we could have had because I don't like, I, I felt we've been going to, going on too long, too, too well for too long. And I felt there were things that were going wrong that we were getting away with. So I'm glad we've had this reset point and I think that will put us in good stead. And we also now know not to play Ezzy Morgan as a centre-back against uh, <laughs> alongside L.A. Williamson, which obviously now cannot happen anyway. Um, so I think some crucial games, another Arnold Clark Cup win, another trophy, Philly missed that, another trophy. You now, they now have that hunger to win again, and I think that will hopefully spur them on. Because before, in the last World Cup, we hadn't won anything, apart from a Seably's Cup, which doesn't count. But the idea that we hadn't won anything, we didn't know what it was to win. It's still a bit of silverware. Don't it is a bit it. silverware. It is a bit silverware, and uh, it got a lot of um, people put a lot of weight on that. She believes tournament in thinking that we could beat the USA in 2019. Mm. As it turns out, it meant nothing. So <laughs> I think, but they're having on the Euros, England know how to progress through a tournament, and get to the end, and win it. And that is the same mentality they're going to have to use again at the World Cup. And I think that Euro experience will put them in really good stead. My main focus on those games is. Essentially, in the Arnold Clark Cup, we were focusing on how could we stop teams with a low block, the Italys that were there to see how they could develop their leagues, and uh, Belgium as well. And then you had Japan there as well, who were who are an amazing side, as we all know, and what they're capable of. Because even we've seen them at Olympics, we've seen them at um, World Cups. They one of my earliest rem- memories is actually Japan beating US. On penalties in the oh, 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 yeah 2011 mm. World Cup final, and I, I, it was just really odd. But then my first World Cup was the Canada one, and you look at how we did, and it was almost like a Mission Impossible because we weren't expected to get that far. We beat beat Norway, who were a really top team. We beat mm. Canada, who everyone was thinking that they were going to go quite far because of how good their team was at the time. They've never done it. They've never gone that far as well. There's a chance for them to stand up and go quite far in this tournament. There's other teams like us that are probably in a similar situation. It's almost like, when will it happen? When's when's their moment going to be? I mean, it doesn't feel right that USA are just walking these games. Essentially, the US think, is walking into these finals, and then it's whoever gets onto that other side. Can they beat the US? And that, as we've shown in the friendly against the US, we can anyone can beat the US, but you need to do it on the day when it actually matters. No, no, hundred percent, I agree with you there. But I also like I think one thing. In fact, I do appreciate this time round. It's a case of they're not the only full time team anymore. No, that's the thing. That is so it's going to get harder. Yeah. They're not going to be worth a walk in the park. Mm. And that's what makes me excited. Although there's not everybody, but majority of these teams are now all full time. Yeah. And they, they, it's not going to be a walk in the park. Like they remember it. It really no. isn't. I'm, and that's what makes me excited for this tournament. Like regardless of how well England do, I just want to watch football. I'm excited. Mm. 
what, what I want to add on your point about USA was walking it, um, there was a time with the Euros that Germany would always win the Euros. Just every time the Euros was on, Germany would win, Germany would win, because they were the better side, and like the USA, they had full time. What? Four in a row, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. And and they and they had a team that players which were like, you know, full time and so forth. But they haven't won it since twenty thirteen. Netherlands won it and then obviously we won it. They 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 their aura of invincibility sort of ended and now they're sort of trying to play catch up again. And that will happen to USA as well. And this could be the moment when they are toppled. Obviously Japan were able to do a number on them, but, but I think that was a more of a romantic romantic football moment. Mm. Um it's a bonkers if you watch the highlights, it's a bonkers game to watch back. Um, yeah, 100%. I mean, even even Hope, Hope Solo not saving that last penalty. Oof. You know what? Some... We did have the penalties up earlier against Brazil in that semi-final. And mm. you do look at some of them and you think, you know what? Brazil were a bit unlucky, really, to go uh, not go through to that final. Mm. Wait, 2011? Yeah. Oh, that's the one where Wambach scores in the 123rd minute. It, that, again, bonkers. Um it, that was about yeah that was that was yeah massive massive Sorry, game we should be talking about England and I've t- yeah, we should be but the but one thing what you're saying is that America had this aura, has this aura of invincibility because they keep winning the World Cup but at some point their aura will fail and England have mm. just as much chance of doing that as the Germans and the Spains and the French because mm. now finally we're not we're not going it's in bit... with part timers we're not going in with players who who are school teachers by day mm. and footballers by night it's we a bit like a, it's a bit like a domestic football club they go through their cycles where they're winning and winning and winning. And then all of a sudden they'll drop off. And it, it yeah. applies for national teams as well because, yeah. unfortunately, players age. And there's a, there's yeah. so many players through this tournament. You can look at every team and there's at least one player that it will be their last World Cup. And it's kind of sad. Yeah. I know you um, mentioned, sorry, Lottie, I know you mentioned retired, we mentioned retired players. If there was one player that you'd want back in your squad, and I'm going to be a bit honest here, I'd love to have Jill Scott back in this squad because... Mm. Not only for her height, but the way she was able to defend in the last couple of minutes when we were needed her, she was able to do it brilliantly. And swear at the players. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> what I think, way? obviously, we've lost Leah Williamson yeah. um, to her ACL. Uh, can't wait for her to have her back, back at Arsenal and up and running again. Yeah. But it's going to be a while. But Millie Bright's now captain. And I'm going to ask this one to Matt first. Do you think Millie Bright has that mentality to lead when the going gets tough, like Leah does? Millie is a different type of character and captain, if I'm honest. She's not going to be... I I think we mentioned this earlier going on. I think it was in the Group C when we're talking about captains. You've got different type of captains. Leah leads, by example... I think Millie's going to be more in your face. She'll be, uh, she might swear at you, but she doesn't. So really... is she going to be the Tony Adams of the England squad? Yeah, I, th- I think <laughs> because she is such a brick wall. If if she has to make five six challenges in the row just to put herself any of that in the row, she's going to ha- she's going to let everyone know about it, and she'll be frustrated. Mm. And I think if I'm honest, if if you're looking at our weak links you look at someone like a Jess Carter and you just go you know what I'm kind of glad that Millie Bright can sort of shout at you a little bit because you kind of need it at times yeah I mean I I find that she does that domestically anyway 
Mm. Um, I probably will get roasted by Chelsea fans for that, but that's what I see as a neutral fan. It's it's nothing against Chelsea. It's just Mm. sometimes you'd switch off and you just need someone to be shouting at you, look, you need to be turned on. They nearly got a goal there or something like that. It's just what happens. Mm. No, 100%. But we all know Ellen White's retired now. Mm. Uh, So who leads that line? Got Alessia Russo. Has taken her spot in theory from the from the um, from that for after the European Championships, but it isn't exactly safe. It's not secure. That number nine shirt is not secure for her. Obviously, none of the numbers have been released, but she's also got Rachel Daly on her heels, breaking WSL records for most goals scored in a season, and also uh, a red hot in form Beth England, who moved to uh, the other side of North London. Um, and yeah, she's just she's had twelve in twelve games. Does Adam does Serena have a difficult decision decision to make when it comes to her number nine? Yes, but it's a great it's a great um, problem to have, mm-hmm. um, uh, and she's got three really really good strikers to pick from. Um, so e- either one could play the role. If I were picking, I'd pick Beth England as my starter starting striker. I just think I remember how good Russo was off the bench during the Euros, just just as as as, as quick, giant, um, mm-hmm. physically imposing against a defence that's been weakened throughout, throughout the game. I think she's a better finisher than a starter. And I, I think Bethany England is... It's, it's either England or Rachel. My only thing, Rachel Daly, the, the only thing I've got with Rachel Daly is, is for England, she hasn't played... I know she's been really well for Sebastian Villa. And I know you love her as, as a striker. And she probably, as much as I jest that she should play as a fullback. She's a striker, mm. but I just think England's got a bit more experience than Rachel Daly playing in that position um, for for England certainly, and I, I think having made the brave step just to turn down playing at Chelsea where you're guaranteed to win, to playing at Spurs when you're guaranteed to lose, um, purely to get the chance to to appear and score goals and, and stake your claim, I think that um, that bravery um, warrants the chance to, to start for England. So I would start with Beth. But it's it's a luxury, it's a brilliant luxury to have. I mean, I'd rather mm-hmm. have three great strikers to pick from than just a one or, or three where you don't really rate. So, no, Serena's got options there and options off the bench. You know, if one of them's... Um, you can rotate around. And also, Beth Finkin was in the Euro squad. So she's experiencing in the mm-hmm. whole environment of doing it. So, um, thing is, I'd say all three are, except for Rachel, she was down the other end of the pitch and over the last summer. Um, yeah. Matt, Russo's had a bit of a difficult last season with Man United. <laughs> um, given the opportunity, do you think she can show her worth up top? She is still developing. That's the best way I can put it. At the moment, she is... She was when I saw her the first time was against Manchester United. Uh, sorry, Manchester United against Everton at Old Trafford, and she scored two headers that day. Mm-hmm. To have that, you know, to have a very tall player that can score headers and is also able to play it on the floor, very, very um, unique. There's not many people that I can think of, or players even that I can think of that are quite as tall as Alessia that mm-hmm. is able to be very technical, but also have that aer- aerial ability. Mm. And it just shows you what unique it is. Um, you asked Adam, who do you think would just start first? If I'm honest, it depends who's playing centre-back and who's going to be at left-back. 
for me, I don't think Alex, I would like Alex Greenwood to be left back, but mm. it's most likely that she's going to be centre back. So then, mm. who plays left back? And you, so you know Rachel Daly. So whoever plays left back, I don't, I'm hoping Rachel Daly starts as as a striker because Adam, you've made the good point that Alessia is more impactful. But I think if you're going to have the most impact, you have to have Alessia Russo and Alatoon on at the same time. You can't have one them without the other. And that's that's why I'd have Toon on the bench as well. Because Toon would come on for someone like maybe um, Stanway. Or, well. That's interesting. I'm going to pick your brains about that in a little bit. All right, go for it. <laughs> All right, so in terms of our key players, I'm looking at Ella Toon at this point. No Frank Kirby. Yeah. Um, my main question to you and Adam was I'm going to pick your brains because since you brought that up, will Ella Toon be able to fill that creative void left from Fran Kirby. Yeah, I did forget that Fran Kirby was playing when I made that, made that <laughs> wise. I thought, who was playing in number 10 that Toon could coming on for? Oh, yeah, Fran Kirby. Um, <laughs> okay. sorry in, which case, in which case, Your Honour, I retract my previous statement. Um, <laughs> the, the, it, it, Matt Roberts is right, Matt's right, right in the sense that, yeah, Toony and Russo are brilliant together. The chemistry they have, the, I mean, it, it, it's the reason we equalised against Spain in the in the, uh, in the Euro, in the Euros, and obviously they combined for the goal against the Netherlands, which is um, Northern Ireland, to say, the beautiful sort of drag back twist and, and, and curve, which is fantastic to watch. Um, Tooney, can, Tooney definitely can uh, provide the creativity needed. I mean, she was, um, and just really trust her, she was in her first ever um, game, she scored the first ever goal of the big era. Um, so I, I've, I've absolutely confidence Tooney can do it. She's certainly got it in her repertoire. Um, it's whether she's consistent enough as well. Um, should say got a great. She scored against um, Brazil in the Finlandia, so she can make those late runs. I think Tooney actually had a better tournament than Frank Kirby, if I'm honest. And that chip, that chip against Frank Kirby wasn't fully fit, so I think that's a little bit unfair. But that that chip against Germany in the final will live with me forever. That glorious, yeah. that that glo- that moment just. Every single go, goal through that tournament will live with me forever. But oh. Tooney, Tooney has has made the big moments count, and I, I think mm-hmm. that I I think if she plays the Frank Kirby, I think that will England won't um, lose anything. I think it's a it's a decent yeah. replacement for uh, for Kirby. No, definitely. Um, so is she a key player off the bench or a starter? <laughs> and is she that game changer when we desperately need it? I think because the Kirby, the Kirby injury, not being fit, has sort of rather flummoxed me now. Because the alternative is you'd start Jordan Nobbs and then bring Toon on with Russo. But I don't think Jordan Nobbs could start. I think Jordan Nobbs is a bench option. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm in now in the war position now where I think what will end up happening is, is Toon would come off and Russo would come on and you'd never get the chemistry. So there's a sort of a misalignment there. So mm-hmm. that's that's the the trouble. Because if Toon would come off, who would you come who is like Ella Toon? Like Kirby and Toon were sort of parallels in, in the Euro mm. squad, they were equivalents. But I'm not sure there is an equivalent for Ella Toon now in the squad. Looking, the options are uh, midf- midfield are Laura Coombs, Katie Zellum, uh, Georgia Stanley, Kira Walsh, and Jordan Nobbs. I, I just don't think any of those other ones, certainly, um, I wouldn't put Katie Zellum on as an alternative. Mm. Um, obviously, Walsh and Georgia Stanley would be starting. So it's either Laura Coombs or Jordan Nobbs. So Coombs has had a really good season with City and she's really stepped up this season, um, both attacking and defensively. So she's almost, I think, honestly, she would be more likely to come on for Georgia 
So is she, is she more of an eight than a, than a say, ten? Yeah, because the fact that she can play both both positions quite well. and mm. Well, as you know, Jordan Lobbs is an eight as well. So that really means it, there isn't actually a tune. If you think about how those subs would work, for what I can see, Kira Walsh and Katie Zellum are a pair. And then you've got Georgia Stanway and Laura Coombs and Jordan Lobbs, which are sort of three in the same position. And then you've got Ella Toon with nobody else. So that's going to be one to watch in the World Cup. How, what, what is the, the alternative to two number one? I can't see it at the moment. No, no, it'll be interesting for sure. But I, mm. it'd be, I, I think is, I think, I feel like she's going to start a bit more mm. and come off the bench. And, and Serena's probably going to find some sort of balance depending on who we face. I think, I think, um, obviously no team, no team will be easy. This is the World Cup, no. but there are teams in there. You look at it and think, no, you're not. You're just going to come bottom of the group. Do you know what I mean? I have a hunch. I know it's really harsh. I have but... a hunch that Stanway will, will start at 10. I think yeah. she'll push Stanway further forward. That's, if I'm going with gut, that's the one I think. It'll be a Stanway push further forward. Mm. That's the one I'm going to go for. Okay. Walsh almost like a defence midfielder. Sort of like what Leal was doing um, at Arsenal. Almost mm. like a half centre back, half a defence midfielder, but yeah. playing. Mm. Lovely balls like she was in the Euros. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, back to Alex Greenwood. We were saying, like, obviously she had a pretty impressive game as a centre back, although she's usually a full back. Mm. Um, I do think she's going to be that partner with Millie Bright. I, I'm, and it makes me personally, it makes me more comfortable because I, she knows what she's got to do, and if she needs to, she can also play in that three. If Serena puts that three out. Mm. Yes, this is the interesting one because Alex Greenwood was sort of the the, the unlucky um, um, uh, victim, shall we say, of the fact of Rachel Daly playing fullback and Leah yeah. Williamson dropping back into defence. Is suddenly there was no place for Alex Greenwood to play centre back or yeah. uh, or left back. So it's interesting to see how her what her role will be. I remember in 2019, her and I say Bright as well um, weren't the most secure at the back. Um, there were a lot of um, gaffes, mostly they got away with, but against Sweden and USA, they didn't. So I'm hoping that she obviously lessons have been learned since then. I'd expect her to start, but I know I th- think if she started at centre back, who would you play as, as fullback? I'd have to think about that. I, I, I would actually put Esme Morgan out. As I can't remember if she plays on the left and the right at the minute. He plays at the right. I, yeah. I think I'm confusing Jeff, Jess Carter. I think Jess Carter plays on the left. Mm. Yeah. Because I think I'll play Lotta Wood and Moy as the partner to Bright and then put Greenwood as fullback. But that's the conundrum now because actually, there's. That's, that's a very good point, actually. It, mm. it's a, it's, do you know what? It's sometimes with me, I just sit there and I forget which side people play on. Mm. I do it all the bloody time and but, it's irritating. We've got the likes of Neem Charles and Jess Carter as well, who can float yeah. around that defence as well. But this is, again, the thing, because of Leah, Leah Williamson's injury and, and uh, Rachel mm. Day's promotion from fullback to striker, suddenly we've got a, two, a mystery two-gap, two two-player gap, which needs filling. And, and Serena needs to decide before we are opening games, saying, what, what is going to be my back four? Because at the moment, yeah. I don't know what it is. And that is quite scary. Um, so we've got to hope... That she finds the right the answer soon because if, if we suddenly were going to a tournament and they're chopping and changing in every game, then you know that Serena doesn't know a back four. I, I expect her to get it sorted and we would have a back four that we're comfortable with. But 
I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, Matt, how confident are we in uh, with Millie Bright's uh, fitness? She's obviously meant she had like an operation on her knee. I've got a vibe of an MCL injury, um, like Lucy Bronze did. But obviously it's not confirmed, but that's the vibe I'm getting. How confident are you in her fitness to lead Just to us put through this in, tournament? Just to put it into perspective, we've got a game against Portugal mm-hmm. tomorrow. She won't be part of that. As well as, I believe, Jordan Nobbs is out for it as well even though they are part of the 23. Um, it's just basically just maybe too soon. We've also got a behind-the-closed-door friendly against Canada when we're out in Australia. Um, so I would probably imagine that if she, she must be pretty close, but she if she's not making the matchday squad in your farewell uh, game, it's, it's hard to tell. It really is. Um, but you, if you'd hope that the lessons have been learned you're not not only from past world cups you're also looking at the men's taking a half fit um strikers half fit midfielders half fit defenders at times even if they're the best players if they're not not a hundred percent they don't go i'm assuming come july 22nd millie bright will be up and running i hope so i hope you're right Adam, have you got any thoughts to add to that? I, I again the same. Um, it does. My my concern is I do feel like like going back to our time with watching the men's teams. It was there was always a player that they brought along injured because you'd hope they'd be fit in time for the tournament. It used to be Jack Wiltshire. Well, well, for me, for me, it was David Beckham, it was Wayne Rooney, yeah, yeah the Metatarsal, and it's like they come to a tournament and they're clearly not fit enough. Um, I have better, I have more hope that um, it. Bright won't be like that. That she will actually will actually get the the, the bright we need. Who plays for Chelsea? Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, plays rather well for Chelsea. Um, yeah, she's a good if, player. Exactly. You can praise her. She's in an England chat. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> the worry is, is if she's not fit, yes, um, or only fit from the bench, suddenly that that defensive line looks very very shaky. But I'm, so I'm just hoping that terrifies very. me. And you say that she's not going to be in the Portugal game. No. No. So that's so all of a sudden, all now we got is Lucy Bronze will be right back. I think we can all agree, but it's yes. going to be fascinating to see what the other three defenders are. You'd imagine might... perhaps Alex Green would pl- probably play centre back tomorrow. Yeah. Um, at the time of recording, it's the Friday bef- uh, night, so we don't know whether or not mm. what the game's going to be like. We could end up being three at the back, in which case you're taking, you're putting faith in lots of even more. Esme Morgan and Alex Greenwood to be that. And that also brings up another point. Who's going to be the vice captain? I think it'd be George Townway, maybe, or Kira Walsh. Hmm. I think it's going to be Lucy Bronze. Yeah, good shout. Yeah. Could That's, be. Uh, although I feel like she should be captain. I think she'd be really good. Um, it might be, it may be her last tournament. So I think maybe, maybe, maybe for tomorrow. Yeah. Did you, but, have, did you have a captain on the bench? We should add there is a cap, midfielder captain, captain for our club on the England bench. Yes. Uh, <laughs> We're doing this on purpose. Anyway, <laughs> stop winding him up. It's too easy. Um, I'm going to ask you boys for the all of the England teams. Who are your ones to watch? I will go last because mm-hmm. I, mine's short and sweet. So I'm going to let Matt go first because Matt Adam seems to be on a bit of a wind up mood. Maybe. So <laughs> Matt, who's your one to watch? Had too much coke. I've, I've kind of 
And that is Coca Cola, ladies and gents, not anything uh, else. Diet Coke. (laughs) I had a bit of um, a 50 50 on this, and I was choosing between Georgia Stanway or Jordan Nobbs. I've chosen Jordan Nobbs this time around because I look back at her and essentially she her her role this tournament is going to be completely changed. She's going to have the tournament behind her, so she's going to be looking more as a mentor this time around. She's going to be able to provide fingers crossed and touching wood that she I am properly touching wood this time. <laughs> Oh, Adam, don't. don't. <laughs> come on, come on, keep going. Move on, quick, move on, before, move on, move on, quick, quick, uh, quick. Yeah, so uh, I'm hoping that she scores some sort of worldie like she did in, did in previous tournaments. She's got yeah, mentorship got rattle. Um, now, I think she's going to be a huge impact player when she comes on that bench because all she'll want to do is she'll want to run for, for the rest of the game. She'll want a moment. Definitely. Adam, who's your pick? Yeah, um, I want to. I will obviously echoes um, Matt said as we know with Jordan Nobbs um, should have been in more tournaments. Got that great goal against Scotland, and I really do hope she she gets off the bench and gets another moment like that. Um, for me, my pick is Kira Walsh um, because I, I've had a bit of a sort of a, um, with Kira Walsh. I've never really believed in her. I remember what, well at first. So when I first first saw her, him yeah, first saw her was in 2019 um, in the France World uh, World Cup in France. And I just could not get my head around what the point of her was because all I saw was her getting over in the midfield, Are giving the ball away. Kira Wolf was our Katie this year's Katie Salem. No, 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 no. So, <laughs> not at all. No, we're not doing that. Not that bad. But okay. Kira Walsh had so much positive, positive, <laughs> all right. pos- positive hype around her. All the pundits saying she's one of the best midfielders for for, yep. for Man City in England. She is, she's amazing. And I'm watching and thinking, who is this midfielder? I just don't see it. The only good thing I saw her do is a brilliant, when we scored against the USA, it was a brilliant switch of play to help to Beth Mead. I thought, oh, that's, the, that's great. But I never really saw it. And when you watch the reviews after, reading the reviews after the tournament, they were quite scathing off her. Flash forward to the Euros. Mm. And that was a moment when I saw Right, I get it now. I get what Kira Walsh is all about. I understand now that she's been played properly, she's been utilised properly, and then we see her in the World Cup, fi- World Cup, the Euro final, and that that pass to Ella Toon, it's the it's one of the balls of but the tournament. One of the, I was like, what, I'm watching it live, thinking that is a pass. That's like a that's like Miedemar to Blackstinius against Man United levels, and it's like right, I get it. I I know, I know, it's it's good, isn't it? I, I get. Yeah. Kira I remember Walsh. exactly. I, I like. Yeah. I don't, I can, just, sorry, I can just see it replaying in my head. Yeah. And and the finish after was even was even better. Um. So I I get what Kira, and now she's gone to Barcelona, and therefore that is the absolutely the right move for Kira Walsh because she grew up learning Spanish football. She you know likes of David Silva, um, learning how to you know pass the ball and and, and be the metronome of the game. And I want to I can't wait to see her at the World Cup to see right, uh, four years on. Four years on? Yeah, four years on. You had a really bad World Cup. You've grown. You had a great Euros. You've gone to Barcelona, played with the best in the best team in Europe, with the best midfield in Europe. You've learned to them. People at Barcelona say it took her about a month, but she gets it. She's a Barcelona player. She actually... Yeah. Um, I think and I can't wait rec- to see her bring that sorry, to the Sorry, stop Adam. But yeah, recent, yeah, yeah. Her most recent interview was... And the one statement that really caught my eye, that's the only reason I really read it, was mm. playing for Barcelona changed how I looked at the game as well as my mentality yes it's not yeah. in those exact words yeah. but that that interview was really a really interesting read so if anyone does see it 
definitely have, have a read. Um, Before we finish on Kira Walsh, just it just goes to show you about the coaching. Mm. Serena has managed to get the best out of her. Mm. Yeah. Where and then she's gone right. Okay, I've done my bit at Man City. I need to find somewhere where I can mm. take the next step. And he's she's gone to Barcelona, and she's developed and she's learned a lot more. Whereas you hear about the Barcelona fans talking about the opposite about Lucy Bronze, but mm. we'll leave that there for the moment. Yeah, you talk uh, about definitely. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've actually gone and picked um, an ex Chelsea player, uh, Beth England. Mm. Um, I think. It was a little unfair of me to think, yeah, it's halfway through the season. She isn't getting picked. She's not getting down to that last 23. Um, I am currently eating humble pie. 12, 12 games, 12 goals in the WSL. She's obviously moved from Chelsea over to Tottenham Hotspur um, in red hot, red hot form. Um, I think this tournament could be really interesting for her. And it might even get her out of Tottenham. Well, we can only hope, can't we? Yeah, yeah say, no, save Beth England. She's... It's not odd. It's not rare. It's rare when a player is better than a club, but um, Beth England certainly <laughs> um, fulfills that. Well, I they mean, had I, two players this season that were better than the club, but yeah, hey. and, they, and they didn't play one of them for some reason. <laughs> um, as I said before, when I picked Beth England as my main main, main striker, I mean, I feel um, she made a gamble going to Spurs, and you know she didn't win anything out of that, but she got her spot back in the tournament. I'm of the belief that if she hadn't signed for Spurs, they would have got relegated. I think her goals 100%. kept them up. Our goals kept them up, 100%. and and. Um, but the thing is, I, I'm kind of glad she did because our, our twice yearly batterings are still existing for next season. And I can't yeah, wait. Absolutely. Um, but I so, think she will, if she gets a good World Cup, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if a team, if not in the WSL, but on the continent, thought we'll have a partner yeah. on her. If she's a really, really good tournament. Pick her up, Bayern Munich, you know, Real Madrid, PSG, you know, those sorts of stuff. They'll have to go. Yeah, yeah. We'll, have a, we'll have a go on her. No, definitely. Right. So, what would the sex. What? what would success be for, <laughs> for <laughs> um for me with a fully foot squad for Frank Kirby, Beth Mead, Leah Williamson, that tournament is ours. We've won it, done, yep. dusted. Mm. But obviously we've got a couple of fresh faces called up into the squad. Uh I think a first final appearance could be on the cards. I'm not gonna say we're gonna win it, but no. we could get there, I think. Matt, what are your thoughts? Um, it is difficult to say because we've got the harder draw whether we finish first um, or second. It, no matter what happens, we'll have a hard hard draw. There's a chance we could end up playing the Germans in the quarterfinals, which means the Germans could take revenge. Or oh, we could just kick their butts again. Come on. <laughs> the other alternative... I mean, our goal scorers are still still playing, you know? The other alternative is we get kicked out by Australia. Um, but honestly, yeah. I'm looking at Serena and she's going to look at the, that tournament in 2019 in France. And it will be a what could have been because that Netherlands team was really good. It was decent enough to go all the way. They beat us to get there again. And... I, I kind of felt for them because they really did deserve to go out and win it. And mm-hmm. fortunately, it just fell apart. Yeah. Uh, if I'm honest, Serena will want to get to another final. She knows what she's doing. I have faith in her. I'm sure the squad has mm-hmm. that belief again. And it's almost like a switch where they've just turned off the Euros 
this is a new tournament. We're not writing our own history as as we speak. They, if they go to the finals, that is success. If they get to the semi-finals, I'd say that's a success. If they get to the quarterfinals and miss out, I mm. think they that's not success. No. for me, no. they no. need to semi-final. Semi-final, a final would be great, but semi-final, I would say that's probably as far as I could probably predict it, if I'm honest. Mm. Okay, Adam. Okay, I don't think we're going to win the World Cup. I'm just going to just be. I didn't it. say we was. I said we would get to no. the final. That and that's and that and difference. and I. But I think, well, I think for our success is at least getting to another semi-final, maintaining that consistency in tournaments mm-hmm. of getting that deep. Just you know, we've done. We've had now four semi-finals in a row now. Uh, two World Cup, two Euro. One of them obviously we've gone further. Um, thank you, Sweden, and. I think we need to just sustain that level. Mm. Um, but as Matt said, it's it's. I mean, we say it's a difficult draw. The, the teams are of, of so much better quality now that it's it used to. It's, it's, it's even though there's more teams, that it's, that's been countered by the fact that there's been there's a greater number of teams who are just simply this good. Um, so it, yeah, quarter final. I reckon we're going to have a very difficult quarter final. Um, I mean, the quarterfinal of the Euros was, pro- I've said in the interview, and I'll say again, it was the scariest game of the Euros, the one against Spain. Um, <laughs> if we if we can get to a semi-final, then, you know, at that point, right, okay, we've got a chance. Um, and so that's what I'm hoping. But I'm hoping as long as we get the full number of games, we get a final or third place playoff. If we take bronze, great. And that's that's fine. We'll take bronze and we'll go on. But yeah, I, I think semi-finals is, is success for me. No, definitely. Um, we have spent most of this podcast speaking about England, mm. but there are three other teams, so are we're there? now going to move on. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. I know, I thought but it was Because we're nice. England fans, we did spend a little bit more time on this um, as a home, well, our home nation, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but our next team is Haiti. It's their mm. maiden tournament. Um, they qualified through the CONACAF uh, Women's Championship, finishing third in, the, in Group A. Uh, just below the USA and Jamaica, but above Mexico, which means it meant they qualified. Um, they, uh, they then advanced to the Interconfederation playoffs, where they beat Senegal 4 0 in the first round, and then a dramatic 2 1 win over Chile in the final. Um, for the first time since 1974, when the men were last in their World Cup, they are finally at the the women of Haiti are finally flying the flag at a World Cup. Mm. Um, so it's really obviously that's really exciting for the first time. Um, in the last 12 months, they've been beaten 3 0 by the USA, 4 0 by Jamaica, 5 0 by Portugal, but they beat Nigeria 2 1. How competitive will they be for their first tournament? Well, I mean, we can. I might as well just play on my cards on the table. I've never seen Haiti play, so I've got nothing. Yep. I've got nothing. I've got nothing to base. I've got nothing to sort of base on them other than their name, their their coefficient, how they're drawn. I mm-hmm. can't wait to see them play. I mean, because I love. Okay. I, I, as I said with the likes of in previous the previous episode, we talked about like Costa Rica and so on. I lo- I can't wait to see players I've never seen before and play before. Um, and you know who knows they could be amazing. I I think they're. For me, it's just going to be a case of enjoy the moment. You're you're in the first of World Cup. Don't leave anything in that changing room. You know, I think they will they will fight to the bitter end. Um, 
I, I do fear, though, it could be another one of these teams where they get cricket scored. Um, you think of like likes of Denmark and, and England, the attacking talents that they have. Mm. Um, and my fear is... The thing is, they, they only let three in from the US, so... But, yeah, I don't, know how, I don't know what the context is. If that was, uh, we'll get the win and then we'll rotate the players and so on. The friend, friendly, mm. you can't over... You shouldn't, it's dangerous to over-index friendlies. In 2005, we beat Argentina 3-2 in a thriller in Switzerland. I thought, great, we're going to win the World Cup. And it didn't really happen in the end. Um, <laughs> so that's just the way I, I, I can see it. I, I fear that Haiti will be, I think they'll give it a go, but I think they're going to be bottom of the group. That's the, the way I see it. And, yeah. you know, if they, get, if they get a goal, if they get a moment to, to just, I, I think, remember when we I had... Um, them scoring or even winning just one game, that yeah. is success for their World Cup. I mean, because it's their first one. I know that's really harsh, mm. but that's how I feel. When in 2018, England beat Panama 6-1 mm. in the in the in the group stage. But for me, the the, best, the big thing with Panama was that they got their goal against England. They got their their moment, and I think that's what we'll be seeing with Haiti. I think if they if yeah. they get a goal if against England, they score England, between Denmark, us, or even China, yeah, because the, the amount of silver China have got in other international competitions in, in the Asian Cup, yeah. Yeah, um, so it's, it's a massive triumph. I, I I wish them all the best. I hope they get they have something to take home. I mean, I'm, I'm, this is going to sound really nasty. They're not going to win the World Cup. I'm really sorry, but I want them to have something to remember the tournament by. I don't want it to be a uh, you know three nil, three nil, three nil, and you're off. I want them to have yeah. you know a glorious moment. That maybe a, maybe want, you know you just something to, see to take home. from the team. Yeah. This is one of the teams that I've been looking forward to. When I was watching the intercontinental playoffs on the highlights, unfortunately, it was dead early in the morning. I think it was a 4.30 kickoffs and things like that. I could see it was being played in New Zealand, so I couldn't watch them. But what was really great about it was that there were similar teams around them. So they were playing. So when they played, Senegal beat them 4-0 that sort of sent a message out to say they're not here just to be an extra number. They're here to make sure that they qualify. That was the first thing. Um, so just to put it into context, two of their players are fairly good and they've been one of their dominant players. Um, one that, um, Mondesier is my player to watch just before we go into that. Um, She's the captain. She's 24 years old. 18 goals in 12 appearances. So it just tells you that they're doing something right. I have a feeling they're not gonna. If they are gonna lose, it won't. It won't. It might be like one of those really random ones that you see sometimes in like um, FIFA, where it's like five three and things like that. But it's not yeah. down to the other how the other teams defend it. It's just how well these other teams have been do doing. Um, mm. I, I, one of the other things that you didn't mention, they did recently play the US in the uh, in their CONCAF and Jamaica in that group. But I've got it down as US winning that game 5-0 and Jamaica winning 3-0. So there's that opportunity. If England just go, you know, we need to get those three points on the board. That That's probably where it's going to be. Mm. All we need to do is get mm -hmm. a win against China or Denmark or two draws against both teams. Serena won't do it that way. She'll want to win all every game. She, you know, we know that's mm. what she does. Um, and it's her opening game as well, isn't it, Haiti? Yes. England, Haiti. So yeah, we but, need to yeah. do a good start. I have. They have a problem 
with corners. That was the other thing on the highlights. Every time they had a court, a court trying to defend a corner, they could not defend it. So if we can get a mini, mm. if we could have kind of one of the reasons why I said I didn't, I kind of wish we had Jill Scott because of how tall we are. We we could it could end up being one of those. Guys. You know what? Um, the good news is, is this time around in that mini tournament, they've had the ability to use the technology that is going to be available at the World Cup. So the fact they've had the stoppages and things like that, they're going to be used to it. So there's no going to point. I remember 2019 against um, Cameroon in that quarterfinal. Every five minutes, Cameroon were kicking off, and yeah, I was embarrassing. Reason, yeah. and it was one of the reasons they kicked off was because they kicked, played it back, and it was a back pass in the penalty area. Yeah, and they were comp- ball up. Yeah, they mm. just delayed it, delayed and delayed and delayed that free kick, and I just thought, you know what, they're going to walk off at some point, aren't they? They almost did after the Ellen, the Ellen White two. Yeah. No, they thought it was offside and it wasn't offside, and they 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 turned off. Just want to add on what you were saying. You say Haiti are really susceptible to corners. So what yeah. about if we had someone in the midfield who was really good at taking corners right from the off and just get those balls whipped in nice and early? Yeah, maybe yeah, there could be something in that. <laughs> yeah, Georgia Stanley's good at that. <laughs> and you got Kara Walsh as well. Lucy, <laughs> with a good ball in. Lauren but, Hemp maybe. <laughs> Chloe Kelly on her day. <laughs> it's, it's, it, 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 it's, it's hard to choose, but honestly, I've I mentioned it so many times, this team's going to be there to try and develop as much as possible, not just learn from the best. Mm. They want to develop as a country and be able to say, look, okay, yes, we've been to a World Cup, but this needs to be a common theme for the next couple of 10 years. Yeah, so it needs to be the sort of stepping stone mm, to get yeah. the ball rolling for consistency. This is them. Just put the thing it is, up. it's also, I feel like it's also an opportunity for the European teams and the American teams and the, whatever league that is shopping in this transfer window um, to actually look at them as players because only four of them currently play in France. Yeah. And that is it. And there's a, there's a couple in you at the USA, but they're all, they're all at the universities. They're not NWSU. WSL league yet. The average age of that squad in the Intercontinental was 22. Mm. Ooh, so young. Yeah, so, I have actually got two players to watch because I know Adam hasn't actually got one. No, this <laughs> <time>. <laughs> I, I should um, just want to add because just want to begin on that one. So you're saying about their this development. This is obviously their first World Cup. Obviously, I mean, it's sound really stupid, obviously, and I'm going to go really Michael Lowen here, but every country has its first World Cup. England's was in 1995. You know, and from 1995, they've developed. It took years. You know, they didn't, after 1995, they didn't get to another World Cup until 2007. It took. They had that experience of going to the World Cup. They they got out of the group and then they lost to Germany, as we always do. This is this could be the start for Haiti. You know, they get their first World Cup, they get their feet in the door, and it's just important that they yeah, like you say they develop on because if if you know any country can do it, any country if they put the investment in. I'm not expecting miracles from Haiti in terms of you know trillions of you know pounds being invested, but. If they if they are deadly serious with their women's team and they want them to improve, this is a good first step, and it's important that win or lose, they don't waste this opportunity and they use this to, to harness this momentum to then go again. And that that'll be the, that'll be the big win for Haiti is if this is a stepping stone to something more rather than a one-off. No, completely agree with you there. So we'll just wait and see what happens, but I, we don't think they're going to make out the group. But two to definitely watch is Melici uh, Dumornay. She currently plays for Lyon in Division One Feminine. 
Um, she actually scores, was the player that scored twice in a dramatic win over Chile in February in the, in the Inter-Confederations playoff. She's only 19. Um, she's 13 caps and seven goals. Um, so, and in terms of Division One feminine, she's got 13 goals and 21 appearances for her club, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, the other player I am recommending is uh, Bachiba Louis Lois. Uh, 26 goals in 20 games. Um, these came from the CONACAF Championship games where she scored five against Aruba, who are not very highly ranked, unfortunately. So that's probably why she got five through. Um, but that is all the information we have on Haiti for now. Um, but we are going to move on to the other European Just before that, that, I will throw out another player, Rosalind Bo- Bo- uh, Borgella. 21 appearances, 18 goals. Okay, that's another one to watch for you guys. Um, but we're going to move on to the other European team, and that is Denmark. Their fifth World Cup, albeit the first since 2007, hoping to counteract their performance at Euro 22. Adam, where did it go wrong for them last summer? Wow. Okay, firstly, you have absolutely blown me out the water with that statistic. This is their first World Cup. Because we always we, we mentally associate Scandinavia with as frequent since appearance. Since 2007. Yeah, I mean, they've been in European tournaments, um, but yeah, I'm, I had no idea. So thanks for that. Um, yeah, so I watched um, them play once in person. Uh, no, sorry, I saw like twice, actually. I saw them twice at Brentford um, against Germany, where they got battered, um, and against Spain, where they got mugged at the end. And I'll be honest, they looked, they looked rubbish. It was like, it was, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> They just, it just had, it was just really weird to watch. They just, they was just, they was an over-reliance on um, Penilla Harder, who they only scored one goal in the tournament and that was against Finland and that was Penilla Harder. But they just, they were, they just didn't really have anything. And it's bizarre when you consider the, the talent um, that they they possessed, like, um, you know, Harder, Molecule as well. Um, Katrine Vey, we we obviously know about, um, she's going to be going over tonight, obviously Everton. Um, I'm hoping to see see better uh, from them, but um, yeah, it was a really 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 disappointing tournament. In fairness to Denmark, though, they were in a slightly awkward group with death of having Germany and Spain in their group. Um, they, they they did you know draw a short straw on that one, um, but yeah, they'll hope to have a, a better. Unfortunately, someone has to draw the short straw on this. Yeah, time it's Group B, so they, yeah, they did get the the rug pulled out from under them. I mean, if, if I'm honest, I mean, I I think they. With, with Harder now obviously back fit and she looked very sharp at the tail end of the Chelsea season and now she's liberated by having escaped Chelsea and moving to um, uh, Bayern Munich. Um, I feel confident that that she will take that form into the, the group stage and I, I think Denmark will do better than the Euros and they'll actually get out the group. Um, but no, it was, yeah, I was hoping to see more from Denmark. I was very disappointed at the Euros. Um, but no, they weren't the only ones disappointed. Matt, has it got anything more to add to that before I announce who they're finally their 23 squad, which came out today? <laughs> well, one of the teams I was really looking forward to seeing was Denmark because they always produce good players. It's not, mm. it's almost very un-Scandinavian, really, of them to be knocked out of a Euros unless they're given a pretty much a a, a Germany and a Spain. It, it was very unnatural. But even so, it looked like it just it just they didn't look right. 
and I don't mean that in like a negative sort of way. It just, you know, when I'm trying to think the best, you know, when uh, we were playing Steena up front every single game, 90 minutes, you wasn't getting subs. That's exactly what Harder was doing at Denmark, and nothing was working. No matter mm. what, it just was not working for him last summer. And I hope lessons have been learned. They brought in younger players. There's been players that I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, I was going to probably mention them, but if you're going through the 23, then mm. fair enough. There's some really good, talented players there. Some of them have missed out as well. Um, but a lot of them from the uh, Everton squad. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> quite a lot about them. So um, ask away. So our 23 going off to Australia, New Zealand, the World Cup 2023 um, for Denmark. The goalkeepers are Lean Christensen from Rosenborg, Katrin Larsen from Bondby, Maya Bay Ostergaard from FC Thysted Q. Thysted yeah, it's a bit of a mouthful, that that, that club. Um, defenders, we've got uh, uh, Stina ba- Balasaga from Valerenga, uh, Ricky Sebek from Everton, Simone Boy from Hammarby, uh, Katrine Bay from Everton, and Luna Gevitz from Mo- Montpellier. Um, midfielders, we've got Sophie Gunge Pedersen, uh, Karen Holmgard from Everton, uh, San Trollsgaard from Everton, Katrin Molecool from the Arsenal, Yanni Thompson from Vallegra, Sophie Sava from Real Madrid, Josephine Hasbo Has- Has- from um, Harvard Crimson, uh, Frederica Fredri- Thor- Thorgensen from Inter Milan, Emma Snell from West Ham, Sonny Trollsgaard from Reading and Pernell Harden from Bayern Munich. Um, in terms of up front, we've got Amelie Vansgaard from PSG, uh, uh, Riker Marie Marsden from North Carolina Courage, uh, Millie Gelge from North Carolina Courage, and uh, Signe Brune from Lyon, and Nicolaine Sorensen from Everton. So quite a fair few WSL names. Mm. Matt, who do you feel like has really missed out on this team? Funny enough, there is another Holmgard on there that's not that should have been on there. Sarah Holmgard, um, unfortunately, she was a bit injury prone and she ended up going out on loan first start and then she came back. Um, she's missed out, but there are, it's an opportunity for her to be right. Okay, this is what I need to do to make sure I get into the, that 23 next time. If I'm honest, had it been 26, I'm sure she would have been on that list to begin with. Mm. Yeah, no, I can agree on that one. Adam, is there anyone else you think that's missed out that's Danish? Um, nothing comes to mind. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not okay with the title of Danish team, as long as um, Pinnell Harder's in there. Um, she's captain. It's, exa- she's exactly. not going to be left off. Let's exactly. Who, who, would leave their cap- who would leave their captain out? Um, yeah, my, I my... one, I've actually got a thought for that later. I oh, think okay. I'm going to be shocked. <laughs> okay. So, but I'm going to keep that for a second. Go on. I was going to say, my, my more focus is just looking at the team, especially the forwards, of like who I'm sort of curious about. And the one I'm really curious about is Sinja Brun, mm-hmm. because she's a name that always gets batted around whenever it's transfer window. And um, we've been, I don't know, with the amount of times we've been linked with her, 
And obviously on the on, on the winter window, um, after the, the Russo deal collapsed, suddenly it was a let's try and get senior Brun from Leon. Um and it's like, yeah, I'm I'm assuming she must be this world class striker if she you know, she's a grand I think she went to Man United at one point and then didn't re impress. So I want to see what the fuss is about senior Brun. If we see her play and, and yeah, maybe score a goal. So that's my curiosity, I would say. Not the player to watch out for, but is my my curiosity uh, of okay. the time. Okay. So they've qualified by winning all eight fixtures in Group E of the UEFA qualification. They've had six clean sheets in total. Um, mm. In terms of being in the World Cup, 1991, uh, they managed to make the quarterfinals. 1995, again, quarterfinalists. Mm. And then in 1999 and 2007, they failed to get out the groups. Mm. Um but key players for me is skipper Pernal Harder. She's broke the top goal scorer record for the national team in September 2021. She's been playing with the Denmark in the senior team since she was 16 years old. Um, I think in one of her first games, she actually got a hat-trick against Georgia. Wow. Um, but thing is, what concerns me is she's been out with a hamstring injury most of this season. Will she still be that game-changer? For Denmark through the group stages, and I know we've talked about this on, a, on our Arsenal pod, but this is really vital for this group. Yeah, I think she'll be fine. I think she, uh, the, uh, her return from injury could not be better timed. I think if, if she been if she was like a Millie Bright and she was sort of coming back into play like maybe now, you think might be a bit rusty, but she's had a good run of games. That Chelsea run in when they just just you know sprinted away and won the title of canter you know was because they had harder reintroduced in I and mean, she came off the bench in the cup final and and basically her her presence helped win the FA cup against man united you know it was, it was her runs it was her cross for Kerr. I, I think as i said earlier her form is it, it's, it's just aligned perfectly for her and she should be able to ride that into the tournament um so I, i've got no no worries for her and, and she, as you say, this is the first this is the first World Cup Denmark have been in since two thousand seven. So this is this is her World Cup debut. In fact, it's probably every player's World Cup debut. And it's mad that a player of, of the quality of Panilla Harder has never been in the World Cup until now. So this this is um this is comes to big stuff. So I expect her to to be fit and firing and, and being a, a crucial goal scorer for Denmark. Matt? I think Adam's hit the nail on the head. There's nothing else that I can really say about Penel Harder. I mean, I've... I've okay, then. Okay. That's Moving on, then. <laughs> okay, no, that's cool. That's absolutely fine. That is, that is very cool. Um, <laughs> nice. But who's the one to watch? <laughs> oh, nice segue. <laughs> you know what? Oh, mate, you go first. Yeah, there's so many great players that... I'll be quite interested to see what how Simone Boy does this time mm. around. Um, Ricky Savecki, I love her at Everton. She's a brilliant defender. She mm. does really well. Katrin Vaya was a brilliant player. Uh, she still is a brilliant player. Sorry. Um, she as I mentioned, this is going to be her first World Cup, but she's nearing the end of her career. The fact that she's only making her first appearance in the World Cup right now. It's huge. I mean, look at Karen Hollingard. There's a potential there for her to have loads of World Cups in the future. She's been a fantastic player for Robertson as well. There's, I, I just you look across and you think there's a mixture of experience and youth there, and they've got it right. 
there's a lot of players that we do know about. I mean, even look at Pedersen, who plays for Juventus at the moment, uh, the mm. defence midfielder. Ah, yes. Uh, she, she, she'll be an interesting one. But if I had to, if you had to um, pin me down, I would have to say Karen Homegard. I'm looking forward to seeing her play, and hopefully she can carry on that uh, good form that she had at Everton. No, I, I've got to say, I, I did. It, she did kind of stand out to me this season, WSL. So I'll definitely keep an eye out of her. Adam, who have you got for us? I oh, was just looking at the age profiles. Um, Trollsguard at Reading, 34 yeah. years old, and it's her first World Cup. I mean, that's just amazing. Um, I'm, I'm playing my Arsenal card here, and uh, I'm going for Katrina Molecule. I just, it's the, she's she's very raw uh, talent, young talent, um, only 19, 20. Um, the white and, white wing for whatever they do. Yeah, and I think she she, from what I saw at the end of this as a, as in the running at the end of the season, there's a talent there that needs refining. Um, I remember there was a game it was where at Chelsea. There's a moment in our midfield, brilliant sort of twist and turn out of the press, got the ball away, and then went to pass it out and uh, pass it straight back into Chelsea's possession. You know, she's done the hard stuff and then just sort of lost it. And I, I want I'm I'm intrigued to see. If we can see more of the former um, at the World Cup, because I think she is is, is a talent, and um, that might give us some some crucial confidence. I, I'm going to next season. Think about Laura Veenreuter when she first came to Arsenal. Um, she was a bit wobbly, I would say, in some of the, her earlier games. Had an incredible Euros with Austria. I remember watching her at Old Trafford, and we just could not get any change out of her. And I was thinking, where where has this Veenreuter been for Arsenal? Comes back to comes back to Arsenal, and she was amazing. So I'm hoping that we'll be saying with, with Katrine. Sorry, Matt. No, that's all right. You know what was even more bizarre is she changed her haircut. So I got <laughs> blonde, and I was like, I can't. Who who are you? And then you look at the number, and you're like, Oh, it's Laura. That's another um, blonde. Another blonde. Are you sure? This well, is... Technically, she's not fully blonde. She's got highlights. So you mm. can tell the difference. She's a bit like the state of my hair. For the audio listeners, I need to sort my blonde roots out. Um, but yeah, no, you can tell what who Laura, which one who is Laura <laughs> when it comes to the blondes. I can definitely agree with you on that. Mm. Um, I think my one to watch is one of our very own. It's got to be Katrin Molecule. Mm. Um, she's she's just an exciting new talent at Arsenal. Not like she's got picked up her first cap with Denmark at 17 years old. Um, and from what I've seen, I think she could be the next captain of Denmark. I think she's got the talent to take control of the midfield. I mean, I think my feeling is is at Arsenal. I think she, if she stays at Arsenal and grows because she's not the finished product, if they refine her and train her and she trains and learns and improves, I think she might be the heir to Kim Little. I think there might. Be, I think that the plan is that she's there's a succession rather than getting just getting in somebody, she can grow alongside him, and then the baton can be maybe passed to her. And of course, as it's Jonas, it's going to be Scandinavian. Um, I, that's the way I think it will go. But obviously, Katrina's got a long way to go until then. I think you're right. I think she, if she again improves and and grows in the team, if Denmark are going to be a big team going forward, and you know, this is the first World Cup in ages, hopefully the first of many more. She could be the heart of that midfield, and maybe she could be the captain. Uh, straight after Harder, maybe not. That might be too soon, but probably the one after whoever succeeds Harder. I think that's a pretty good shout. She's got this fantastic ability, and one, one of the first things I remember when she started at Arsenal was that her old coaches were saying that she's got the potential of a higher ceiling than Peniel Harder. 
And wow. You made that face. I remember you both made mm. that face. And Do you know what? But I I did say she will replace Pernal harder. So I am fully aware of that, but I didn't want to make a big call like you just did. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, this, that's, this, that's, this, this is what I'm saying. It's from a previous coach. If, if this is what a coach is saying, it gets you excited. But they've got to have that development. They can't be, mm. I keep on mentioning it, I don't want to see her on the right wing for whatever mm. reason. Why are you taking off Victoria Plover halfway through? Or um, say you take off Panil Harder and then you bring in on Katrine Cobb, playing her on the right wing. It just doesn't make sense. Just make sure she's playing in the middle because we know for a fact that is where the best football comes from for her. If she's able to see what's in front of her and not in behind, if she's... Um, and she's aware that from her defence as well, which is where a Simone Boy and Ricky Savecki are going to be very key. They're going to be able to tell her what's behind her. She'll be able to thrive and develop a lot better, a lot more, and she can become almost as we've mentioned, like the Kim Little successor. She could, she could probably grow to almost be. Um, I don't. I don't. If this if this potential in this coach is to believe, she could have a higher ceiling potentially than I don't want to say Alexia Patelis, but that's the type of player that they'll probably hype her up to be. Do you think she'll be better than Kim Little? I think I think she she's not there mm. yet. No, no, but, she will. No, no, no uh, she will, is her ceiling higher than Kim Little's? Is what I'm trying to say. I think what goes differently for her is the fact that she she's more like she's going to be able to go to more competitions than she than Kim Little did with Scotland and, and that's a bit unfortunate because Scotland have, have had some fantastic teams and yeah. that's for improve and develop even more further along but she's got to be played in the right position and she's got to be made sure that she's not focused and she's aware of everything and that, that goes for a lot of other players not just at Arsenal or Denmark um, Gio is a perfect example at the moment as well No, that's brilliant. So what would success be for these guys? Um, I feel like they've got the perfect balance of experience and young talent. Um, it does make me think they could be a little bit of a dark horse in this tournament this time round, if they can get into the right gear. But for me, making it through the group stages, round of 16 into the quarterfinals again, is success for them, for me. I remember, I think they were pinned as a dark I know, it was either Denmark or Norway. One of them got pinned as a dark horse at the Euros. I can't remember which one it was. And then, it was Norway. The, yeah, and that, that went well. Um, for me, success. Sorry. Sorry, Norway fans. Uh, for me, getting out the group is a success. But because they haven't been in the World Cup for so long, to actually, yeah, to get, and I think they will get out of the group. For me, they are, England and Denmark are the two I think will get out of the group. I think if Denmark don't get out of the group with the talent they have, it's a massive failure. And it's a failure again replicating Euro 2022. So I think they're going to the group, but I can't see them getting past the last 16. For me, they're, they are group runners-up, um, and that will mean they'll probably face um, Spain, shall we say, or Japan. I, I think that's where... I think I think that's how it all lines up. I, I'm probably checked, but I think they will... Um, they'll get the group. And and if they do that, fair enough. But as we were saying with Haiti, it's, it's not... It's, this, this, this is the first World Cup in ages. So they need to be qualifying more and they need to have more tournament experience. And um, for some of these Danish players, unfortunately, it will be their last World Cup. Um, but I hope for the younger players, like the Molecules, um, it'll be the first of many and um, valuable experience for next time. 
that would be the key is that they'll probably take lessons that I've learned from the Euros. Yeah. And that will be their get out of jail. Whereas as you see Haiti first talk, sort of tournament, real experience, young squad, can they do it? Probably not. You look at we don't even know what the I know we're gonna to come to the next the next team. We don't even know it what team they've got because they haven't got any anything that- on them. No, definitely. I mean, China is now our next next team. Um, they've been there's been no publicised team at all for them, unfortunately. Just just like well, I think I haven't I didn't manage to get the Haiti squad, so I do apologise everybody. But again, China haven't released their 23 player squad yet. Um, I mean, in the early days, uh, obviously they hosted the first World Cup Women's World Cup '91. Their nickname is still Roses. Um, they were a powerhouse um, in 1995 in Germany. They reached the semi-finals, and then in 1999 they beat in the USA. They beat Norway 5-0, and then they heartbreak struck struck when they uh, lost to the US on penalties. Mm. Um, since then they've gone no further than the quarterfinals in 2003, 2007, 2015, 2019. They finished third in the group with one win against South Africa. Um, back in February, they won the Asia Cup. For, uh, well, February 2022, I should say, they won the Asia Cup for the first time since 1999. Um, bearing in mind, sorry, this, bearing in mind this year they've beaten Sweden and Spain. Wow. Are they able to compete with the other teams in this World Cup? Uh, that are the, simply the top tier ranked the best. Uh, okay, I'll go. I'll go first. Um, compete. I think they could compete, but I don't think they could compete with, say, USA or Germany. You know that 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 sort of caliber. I think I said I said Denmark will become second in a group, but I think that is China is of that sort of level. Um, it's a shame, really, because as you say, they they were they have women's football heritage. They were one of the first women's teams to do the first country to host a tournament and obviously have reached a final before and, and gone deeper times before does feel like the European nations are starting to overtake them. Um, and I think they will, they've sort of been relegated to sort of the, the, the if, it's, if it's in tiers, you have the England in a, in a higher tier and like the Denmark in, in China, probably in a tier below. Um, I think they will certainly, they'll give us, they give a good, good account of themselves in, in, in the tournament. I'm confident of that. I think they will, they will, the games won't be walkovers. They'll be tough. Um, and I think it will be a playoff between them and Denmark for second. Um, so as, mu- as much as I predict Denmark will get through, um, <laughs> given what happened with Euros, it could well be that China do it. But I, I, I think that's where it's going to fall. I think either China, one of China or Denmark will be the second and third. But they're not, they're not going to be walkovers. It will be, be a difficult game. I think this is one of the problems as well. As you look at some of the tournaments, um, Haiti play or playing in the Concacaf, so they've got to play against the likes of Jamaica, Mexico, and the US. You look at China; they don't really have a lot of competition. If you look at it, is is you? It's only really Japan, and that's it. That's the main issue. Uh, and South Korea is some type of starting the here and there, um, but. If China don't have that competitiveness that's in Europe, for example, or in Africa, because it is very competitive in Africa, um, 
but they need these European teams to test them thoroughly. Um, China, I don't think I think China have had that great experience yet of actually being tested. It feels like they're in that. We've talked about that rotation of players being winning and being close, and then it, almost like a rotation of players and things like that. It feels like they are on that, and as you mentioned, how they did in 2019, they'll be hoping to mm. do better. Um, Should but, just add that. Just about that, they do compete in the Asian Cup, and they do then play the likes of um, Australia, um, yeah. the likes of Japan. So whilst they may not get the European test, there are Asian teams of sufficient quality to challenge them. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, the teams that enter the Asia Cup, they know what to expect, but the wild cards are the teams from the CONACAF, the UEFA qualification. And I think that's going to be the challenge for them. Yeah. Yeah, so let me rephrase that. It's just um, because Australia moved there from Oceania to the Asian CONACAF, Confederate Confederation, that's the wrong word. Um, the Asian uh, leg of FIFA for, um, to be more competitive mm. because they weren't getting that competitiveness. And it just means that China, China have got some sort of competition now, but they don't have as much compared to the other, other nations yeah. and around. And it will be interesting to see how they do. I don't know. I, I think a third place is the best that they can probably do, if I'm honest. I think yeah. just what's going to happen is Denmark are probably going to win like 2-1 and it's going to be like a, a Sarah Hong, not Sarah, sorry, uh, Katrine uh, Guard. It might be a Ricky Savecki. It could be a Pedersen wonder goal. It, it could, or even just a brace from Punil Harder that puts them through in, in the end. Yeah, it's an interesting World Cup now because obviously third place doesn't give you a way out of the group now, as it did in previous ones. Should say though, if Haiti do like uh, a nil-nil draw against Denmark, you know, pull the rug out from under their feet, all of a sudden it might be a different story. You know, if if, if Haiti you know mugs one of uh, Denmark or, or or China off, which could easily happen, um, China might you know suddenly think we've got a chance here. So yeah. No, definitely. Um, I haven't actually got a player to watch from this team because I don't know very much about them. No, no. Uh, well. So I just spat all these stats out, um, obviously. Um, but I understand that you two have got a player each to watch, so you boys well, can take it away. Come on, educate me. We've both gone for the Wangs. Um, so I've gone for the, the Wang Shan Shen. And Matt's, what's your striker? Wang Shuang. Shuang. So... Yeah, they are the the, the, the Chinese forwards. Um, now my one is the, is the captain and prolific scorer. Uh, your one, Matt, I believe, was a bit of a star at the Olympics. Yeah, she scored a hat trick against Zambia. Oh, four, four, oh, four, oh, sorry, four goals, wasn't it? It's four, four, four against Zambia. Um, now China, what China do have, it definitely is is a strong forward line. Um, so that's something to maybe keep an eye out for. Adam, um, do you think Wang Shanshan will want to do something uh, for this World Cup? Because it will be her last World Cup, potentially. That's a good point. Because, yeah, there's a, actually, well, now you mentioned there's quite a few strikers who are sort of coming to their end of their lifespan. I'm seeing um, Canada, um, Sinclair is obviously reaching her, her end as well. Hopefully, she can leave uh, on a high. Um, 
I was saying to um, on she's called bangers that um, I'd like it if Christine Sinclair got a late winner or something, something and I momentous like that to as a as a sort of parting gift. I hopefully China could do the same. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the uh, Chinese can uh, can you know ha- have a positive contribution as a sign off. Um, I mean, it'd be great if they won the World Cup because that'd be the perfect sign off. I don't see that happening. Sorry, um, but hopefully she yeah she doesn't end on a whimper. Definitely. So Group D, got England, Denmark, China and Haiti. That is how I'm seeing the group for play out now. Um, Matt, how do you think the Group D is going to play out? Uh, I think we're all sort of thinking that England are somehow going to just run through the, almost like... Uh, They're going to run rampant. <laughs> just run through that, just like a cartoon, just run through the front door like like a car, and then and, and like the... Live or, a cutout of themselves in there, just like... Yeah. Do the position a hole in the wall. You and sound like, like you're trying to describe Roadrunner. Yeah, right. Me. Just, <laughs> everyone's probably expecting that, but I have a feeling that someone's gonna in this group is gonna get the draw against England. Yeah. And that will probably throw them off. And a that little. will be the shock, I think. Yeah. Um, okay, but look, time for our game before we wrap up the show. Um, it is good the, the group five aside. Um, if you want to get involved, please look at the comments below. Um, stick your team in, see if you can come up with better teams than what we've got. Um, the rules are you have to pick a minimum of one player from each team and then your fifth player, you can have an extra person from any team in the group. So I've started off with Mary Earps for England. I've got Sophie Savava from Denmark. I've got Wang Shansheng from China. Melichi uh, Dumonet from Haiti. And of course, Super Rachel Daly from England. Uh, Adam, who have you got? I've gone for the best goalkeeper in the world as voted on the FIFA Best Awards, uh, which is Merps in goal. Um, you know, consistent, doesn't make an error, uh, helped win us the Euros. Matt's favourite key. I can see his mouth twitching already. <laughs> I, think, I think it's twitching because we've both gone for her. Yeah, we've probably all gone for Merps in goal. Uh, I've gone uh, for Kevin Louise uh, from Haiti in defence. Uh, midfield, I've gone for Katrine Monacool. And I've gone for a front two of Wang, Shanshen and Penilla Harder. Can I get a silver medal then? Because technically what I said was right. She, at the year, Just for everyone that doesn't know, I said one, uh, I got picked Eng- um, England and I had to choose a player for our uh, for a watch uh, for a, for the other channel which was Canon Jasser at the time mm. and I said Maria if she has a good tournament then she's going to be fantastic and she's going to develop and she's done really well this season yeah. let it be known 30, 13 goal uh, clean sheets in the WSL that's just a bit higher than what Manu did last season but it it, it didn't get you the uh the WSL trophy, did it? <laughs> I just have she, she does have this resting Pickford face. I'm shots fired. <laughs> you always sound bitter, Matt. Like, oh, I can't believe it. She won. Like, like crying contract. behind the smiley face. Oh. <laughs> Her contract is officially up at the moment as well. So, um, I won't say any more about Mario, but fair play to you both for picking Mario. Yeah. I won't let. Len Christiansen in goal, Millie Bright as I sent as my centre back, uh, Wang Shuang in midfield with Ro- uh, Rosalind Borgella, 
in midfield and then Lauren Hemp up front. Oh, nice. Hemp I like that. I like yeah. that. And I'm glad someone picked an Arsenal player. <laughs> but anyway, boys, thank you for joining me tonight. I will catch up with you soon and we will be back next week with Group E. And guess what? Adam's hosting. Yeah, ah. if, the, if the bandwidth holds up, we'll wait yeah, and see. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Good night. Thank you.